convenient, I'll ask you to stand. Sing number 290 for our sermon this morning. 290. Oh, the light of your to see everyone and as always indeed thankful for another privilege of standing before you and sharing together a portion of God's word with you breaking thou the bread of life if you will which we know is God's word I want to thank Brother Shelby for sharing the scripture from Philippians that Danielle posted recently. She told me yesterday that she had had a lot on her mind and was a little bit down. I didn't realize that she had posted that publicly, but she did tell me that she had thought about that verse 
quite a bit in the book of Philippians chapter 4, I believe. That what is pure, what is of good report, what is virtuous, and so on. Meditate. That means to think about your thinking. Think about these things. And if we do that, we have a promise that the peace that surpasses all understanding is ours. So I appreciate you, Shelby, sharing that. I appreciate uh, her diligence. And when someone says something nice about Danielle, they're saying something nice about me. So I thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Because she indeed is, and take this to the bank, you've heard the expression, better half. Oh boy, indeed, my better half. If you have your Bible, please turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. Third chapter. And starting our reading in verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 15. Lord's will will go down through verse 17. We're going to talk about freedom this morning. And again, thank you Brother Daniel for your thoughts on Veterans Day. I love Veterans Day. I love our service men and women, both past and present. And I will never apologize for loving this country. I realize, and so do you, the great sacrifices that have been made to give us the freedoms that we enjoy. I didn't make that sacrifice. Someone else made it on my behalf. I hope that I would. I hope if I was called on, I would. I believe I would. But that's a belief. I've never done it. But some who are present today have. And we thank you. We recognize you. We honor you. And that's so much more than just one day out of the year. But what a great thing it is that in this country we have things like Veterans Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, so on and so forth. Times that our country has set aside to remind people to pause and think about sacrifice, duty, honor, and freedom. So thank you, Daniel. Thank you to all our servicemen and women. And God bless our country. And how blessed we are this morning and every morning that we have to live where we live and enjoy the freedoms that we have. 
to have the government that we have, to help one another that we have, the ability to. Doesn't mean we always agree with everything, but we realize it's the greatest system and the greatest country in the world. We realize that. And we want to ultimately give God that glory. My opinion is important as a citizen. But ultimately, our citizenship in the kingdom is what truly matters. And looking to God and thanking Him. And saying, Lord, whether I understand it or not, Thy will be done in all things. And help me to be accepting of that always. If we keep that attitude, we're going to have thanksgiving in our hearts. And that's going to overflow in our lives. So I want to talk to you about freedom. I also want to say thank you for all the prayers and the cards, the phone calls and the concerns given to the family, given to myself, Danielle, given to the boys, and those around us as well, to my in-laws and my mom and dad, my brother. You all have been so gracious. And I just can't thank you enough. It does not fall on deaf ears. It does not. So appreciative. And I want you to know that with your help and ultimately with the provision of the Almighty, we came through in flying colors. All are doing well. And really, it was like a common cold for us. But since I've experienced it, I do realize how difficult it could be for someone who had difficulties to begin with. That does make sense. Because my breathing was compromised some. Became tired very quickly. Became dizzy from time to time. And that could be devastating with pre-existing conditions. So I do realize the worry and the concern. But we came through it just fine. And so I want to give you a word of encouragement there. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Starting our reading in verse 15. The Bible says this. Now we're thinking about freedom. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil, the covering, is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, that veil, that covering shall be removed, taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit. I want to read that again. Verse 17. Is that what your Bible says? That's what mine says. Now the Lord is that Spirit. The Spirit that takes away the veil. Takes away the cover. And where the Lord is, the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. Liberty. The King's English says. 
What does it mean to be liberated from something? Our great country has assisted others in that. Our great country has been so good through the years to think about others being mistreated that really we could have turned a blind eye to. And we could have said that doesn't affect us. Well, we sure hate that for them. But we cared enough to go and liberate others. So you understand the context and the definition. Now I'm using that to prove a point. As Christians, God cared about us to the point where He was willing to send His Son to rescue us from the entanglement and the bondage of sin. And we live under a New Testament. We enjoy a new covenant. And the words that we read are from the Lord Himself. Are inspired of the Spirit. And if we so choose to follow them, liberty from sin, being liberated, can be ours. And just like the freedom that you enjoy today in this great country, which I believe is the greatest known to man. No one can take that from you. Your biblical education is yours. Freedom is yours. Let's stand up for it. Let's realize the price that was paid. Let's be thankful unto the Lord. Where the Spirit is the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Your sins can be remitted. And according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. When you are baptized into Christ, you receive the gift, the indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. Our body is a temple of that Spirit. We use our bodies in such a way to bring honor and glory unto the Lord. And if we do not have the Spirit, we are none of His. But if we do, we have true liberty. Actual freedom that can never be taken away by anyone else. So we're admonished to continue faithful unto death. Turn your Bible.
please, please. Just a few pages to the right. To the book of Galatians. Chapter 5. And the very first verse. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Now, can you tell this morning that this is a topic I enjoy talking about? If you want me to talk about our servicemen and women, this great country and the flag that we enjoy, well, we'll stay all afternoon. Just that thankful. Thankful to God. In this great country, our rights, our inalienable rights, we recognize where they originated. They didn't originate with man or a certain form of government. They originated with God. God-given rights. Our forefathers understood that freedom. Now they may have thought that God wound it up and turned it loose and let them live how they wanted to. That's a different discussion. But they did have enough foresight to look to heaven. And that's where blessings flow. That's where rights actually come from. So we can't violate that. We can't say I want to use my liberty to sin or to do something that God would not approve of. Liberty originated with God. So it all comes back to Him. Read Galatians 5 and verse 1 with me please. Stand fast therefore. Be rooted and be grounded in the liberty, the freedom wherewith Christ hath made us free. No freedom without Jesus. You're lost. I'm lost without Christ. We have no body. We have no church. We have no faith without Jesus. Answer me this, please. Why would anyone stand behind a pulpit such as this in a worship assembly and preach anything outside of Jesus Christ and Him crucified? What other message needs to be presented week in and week out? Remember, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The crux of our faith. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You've been set free. You think about our country, we think about 200 plus years of rich history. You think any of us would like to go back to the way it was? Would you enjoy going back to being under the king? Would you enjoy 18th century living once again? When you have the freedom that you have today, would you trade that? 
to be entangled once again with tyranny. What you see is unfair. That's a resounding no, isn't it? How about your spiritual life? Is it not the same? If you've been freed from the yoke and the bondage of sin that entangled you greatly, and Jesus Christ came on the scene and shed His precious blood on Golgotha, the cross of Calvary, and purchased us, and extended unto us eternal, it means everlasting, life, and that more abundant, Jesus Christ gives life eternal and more abundant living today to boot. Why? Would you look back and be entangled once again the bondage of sin? Do we need to be reminded? Yes. Do we have a great tempter in our enemy Satan? Yes. Is it easy to give in to sin which Satan will present in your way? He'll start with a little temptation. It's so easy to give in. And that'll fester. It'll mature. It'll grow. And if you go down that path quickly, you'll find yourself entangled once again. And it will become easier and easier and easier. So we're warned. So we edify one another. So we encourage all the more stand fast in the liberty that has been extended unto you. Look at chapter 5, please. And let's go 12 verses from where we were. Galatians chapter 5 once again. And let's go down to verse 13. Let's read two verses here. 13 and 14. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. It's God's will. He desires to set you free. What a great and glorious God we serve. The only only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. What does that mean? Well, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 and following, that I can do anything I want. That's really what he says. Everything is permissible for me. But here's the catch. Are you familiar with the catch? My daddy would always say that when he went to negotiate to buy a car. 
we've got this and this and this and this and this for you. And he would say, oh, that sounds great. What's the catch? And I was young and I would say, kind of sound mean, Dad. Why would you say that? He said, son, they are not out for you. Learn it now. You are out for you. You're trying to get the best deal. They're trying to get the most money out of you with commission. And the two are not going to be easy. What's the catch, right? Here's the catch of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. It's permissible, but it's not beneficial. There's the catch. God has given us free will. He's given us the freest society known to man. We can do whatever we want to do. God realizes that. But will it benefit you? And can it master you? Sin can do just that. Now this finger's out. These three are this way, okay? I'm talking to Brent as well. Sin can get a hold of you and take over your life if you'll let it. Satan is very good at what he does. He's been doing it for quite a while. If you had a business, you would love to hire experienced people. Well, Satan has a whole lot of experience in what he's doing. Thanks be to God, we have an advocate in Jesus Christ. When you read that, don't just read over that and say, boy, that sounds nice. You have an advocate and you need a representative in Jesus Christ because on your own, you're hurting when it comes to temptation and it comes to the old tempter Satan. We need God to protect us, to help us, and we need to have the Scriptures to give us strength in the face of great, great adversity. And if Satan hasn't placed great adversity in your way, just give him time. He will. He doesn't want you coming to church regularly. He doesn't want you reading your Bible regularly. He does not want you praying without ceasing. He's not interested in that. He works on those that are working. He would love to cause you to fall from a secure position and take others with you and become a discouragement instead of an encouragement. Do we draw strength from one another? Yes, everything is permissible, but focus on what is beneficial and realize what can master you, that sin. Don't become entangled again. And let's continue reading here in chapter 5 of Galatians. In the rest of verse 13. But by love... Serve one another. Use your freedom to be an assistance. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It's hard to put the needs of others in front of your own. But it's beneficial. And you'll be blessed in seeing others do well 
when you realize you had a hand in it, even if it was small. What's going on right back here? Given to those in need glorifies God. Do good unto all people. That's easy to understand as we have opportunity. Especially the household of faith. What we give here helps across the board. Again, do we have preference for one another? Absolutely. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that's our family. We prefer one another. The Bible says so. We honor one another where honor is due. And right down to the liberty that God, may I emphasize, that God has given us, we even use that to build one another up, never to become arrogant and say, boy, God must really love me. Yes, He loves you. He loves your neighbor equally. And He would have all come to the saving knowledge of the truth. May I leave you with one simple Scripture. Enjoyed myself tremendously this morning. I thank you for that. We'll just stay if you want to. We can keep on talking about freedom and liberty. Oh, but we better bring the lesson to a close. John 8 and verse 36. John 8, 36. Read it. Know it. Memorize it. Live according to it. What does it say? If the Son sets you free, you will be free. Only Jesus Christ provides true contentment. Don't we know it? How's the world been serving you and helping you be content? You know what the world says? If you have a billion, why not another? That's what the world says. Don't give your food to your neighbor even if you have more than you could ever eat, because after all, you should look out for yourself first. That's what the world says. The world is not going to assist you to be content in life. The world is going to teach you to look out for yourself, and the world is going to teach you to disregard others. And the world is even going to go as far to say if someone else is doing a little bit better than you, that's awful and begrudge them for it. It's going to help you become bitter. It's going to make you think about yourself all the time. And you're going to carry around a heavy weight of burden everywhere you go. Jesus will take that from you if you allow Him to. And in every aspect of life, you will say, Lord, how can I glorify You? Lord, heaven is mine when this life is over. And if someone is doing well, I'm happy for them. If I have enough, I want to help someone else. And You've blessed me so richly, Father, that what I have is what I need. And You know exactly what I need. And I trust You. 
A lady I work with said this one time, God has given me what He can trust me with. She always said that. She said, I always think I'd like to make more, but He can't trust me with that apparently. Well, there may be some truth to that. God knows. She, I appreciate her attitude. And she's a diligent person. God will allow you to have true freedom. To truly count your blessings. And to have a right hand of fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ that are willing to assist you as well, no matter what the problem may be. How insurmountable it may appear, God can overcome it. Won't you come to Him this morning? Won't you believe in Him? Won't you put your faith and trust in Him? Won't you turn away from your sins by repentance? Won't you confess that faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God? And won't you be buried with Him in the watery grave of baptism to rise to walk in a newness of life, to be added to the church, and even better, to be liberated from your sins, to have them washed away by the blood, the sacrifice of our great Lord. If you have a need to respond this morning, the Gospel call is resounding. And it's for you. And if you've obeyed those blessed commands, but you desire the prayers of Christian people on your behalf, whatever the need may be for rededication, back to the straight and narrow walk, for uncertainty in life, for difficulty, we are ready to pray with you and for you. We desire to be a help to bear the burden of one another and so fulfill. If you are subject in any way to the Gospel call, won't you come as we stand together and sing for your encouragement. Who will follow Jesus and for the right, holding up His banner in the thickest fight, missing for His orders, ready to
Lord, we sing. Our side for 